Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Moments with the Quran with Mufti Abdul Rahman and myself, Abdullah Wahid. I hope you guys are well. Welcome everyone. Mufti Abdul Rahman, I see you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. It's good to be on time and part of the session. And I hope you're doing well. Yeah, but you've been missing in action for the last two days. You came late yesterday and the day before you weren't even there. I, I feel guilty about it. Just, I apologize. You're forgiven. All right. As as the audience forgives you too. How's, how's your iftar? Did you have iftar? I did. I had a quick iftar at Ami's house and I just came, I brought some chai, my chai with me. Alhamdulillah. I like the look you got. Black on black, black vest, black, you know. It's good, man. You know, I mean, we know we we know the uh, this guy's trying to copy us. Oh, uh, I saw that. I saw that post. Um, it looks like Sheikh Omar is rocking the vest now. Mashallah, he looks nice. Yeah, no, they they put it on Instagram. They, 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 and so they I am um, Yakin said something like, uh, someone someone commented said they look at the uh, he looks at the Miftah scholars like you know we have, he has a long way to go, but then get away the no, no, no. Sheikh Umar has so much nur. Trust me, man. He has nowhere to go. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep up with him. Mashallah. Mashallah. Yaqeen Institute is doing some great work. Mashallah. But his videos, his series, Mashallah. But yeah, he's yeah. rocking that vest too for sure. I like that. And he was. They took a. They took a picture of me wearing a, like a beige vest. I don't know where that vest is gone anymore. But yeah, I'm wearing a black one today. Yeah, I mean the 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 video series that Sheikh Umar has out on uh, the Prophet Sallallahu appearance. First time meeting the Prophet Sallallahu his Shama'il. It's beautiful. just beautiful, you know, the whole Shamal series with Sheikh Umar. And then when he talks about it, he just puts a di- different perspective to it. And that's that's Sheikh Umar, mashallah. It's always mashallah, they're doing some great work over there, alhamdulillah. And uh, you know, so check them out for sure. Then you have but then you have this this dude right here, um uh you know, Iqbal's bird right here. Oh wow. You see the picture? I saw it, I saw it. So someone's tuning in, the birds are tuning in. The, yeah, the one day we were talking about Iqbal's bird, Allah Iqbal Akhtale, like three days in a row. Yeah, and, I, said, I said Iqbal loves the birds. Yeah, and this dude, this bird's watching us. Look at it, it's live. Amazing. <laughs> all, all, even the birds tuning in for you, Bajan. That's right. Tota. <laughs> so Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Mufti, Mufti Sahib, I'm glad you're happy, you're going well. And uh, what do we have today, tonight? For our viewers who are tuning in to learn and hear some reflection regarding the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the kalam of Allah. And tonight we will be reciting the seventh juz in Taraweeh. And it's not a hard juz. Actually, it's a very nice juz. So inshallah, I want you brothers and sisters to open up your Qur'ans. Um, if you have a tablet, open up your tablet. Just have the Quran, words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in front of your eyes. This is Surah Al-Ma'idah. Uh, the Jews starts from verse number 83. Speaking about the people when they hear the Quran, what happens to them? The Quran is supposed to have an impact on our heart. The reflection of that is supposed to translate into our tears and our actions. And for this, Mufti Abdul Rahman, I don't know if you're watching, but... Uh, we put some work together on the series called Affected by the Quran. So if you, if someone in the chat can share the link on Affected by the Quran series, 
You could watch 30 videos coming out this Ramadan, you know, videos between 5 and 10 minutes, on how the pious, the saints, the prophets, his companions, his wife, um, and his students, how they were impacted by the Qur'an, and how this, this these verses made them tear and weep. Particularly this one was revealed for an, a non-native Arabic Arab, like a, 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 someone who was a native who was who was not native to the Arabic language, was Najashi who was from Africa, you know, Abyssinia. Arabic was in his native language, but even when he heard the language of the Quran, he started to cry. So, Alhamdulillah, this is a beautiful series. Inshallah, you guys, it's not my it's not my series, a series of the Quran. So, Inshallah, you listen to it, you learn about the Quran. And your heart also softens. Let's go ahead, Mufisa. What else we have in this juz? This is just that's a great, great. That's a great series. So I want everyone to tune into that series every single day. It comes out at one o'clock, right? But in the videos, I think so. One o'clock, one p.m. One p.m. So we put in a lot of work for that. So may Allah reward you and reward everyone who's behind the scenes doing that work. But then, as we Surah Maida concludes in the first quarter of in the first quarter of the seventh juz, before we before we get to the end of Surah Maida. There's a verse that I want to draw everyone's attention to. We can speak about for a few minutes because there are a few verses that I want to speak about today with you as I was reading this because there's a lot of things going through my mind reading this just today. Um, and it's, it's, it's a, I mean, of course, there's so much happening in this juz, right? There's Surah Ma'idah is a Madani Surah and Surah An'am is a Makki Surah and they're coming together in one juz. Um, there's the, the discussion of the Hawariyin and Isa alayhi salam his followers, and you have the discussion of all the prophets in the uh, in later on in the seventh juz. But at the beginning, there's an interesting thing, and I thought I honestly, as I was reading it today, I thought about this, um, you know, for the first time. You see, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he tells us in verse number uh, 91, uh, from 90 to 91, he he speaks about all these different uh, habits that are bad, like drinking, gambling, all these different things. Party, these are, party, party. <laughs> all, all, all those all those guys go that go say, "Hey, Barbie, let's go party." <laughs> let's go ahead, man. But there's kids watching. All right, so um, yeah. So he speaks about these. He speaks about some specific vices that were prevalent in that time, and then after that, he says, "What shaitan? This is this is the plot of shaitan." The objective of these all these vices that were mentioned that are haram, these sins that are forbidden by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Translate them, please. Yeah, you have you know, you have um, drinking, you have gambling, then you have plot, you have the taking of the arrows, you know, the, the superstition, you have all these different these these are rits. These are forbidden by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But these are just examples Now what's Remember Remember the in the Quran and Hadith what, is, what are the objectives that are more important The maqasid So what is the objective of shaitan through these things He's saying Allah is saying in the Quran That objective is Through drinking and through all these bad habits Is that he creates animosity And hatred among you mm-hmm. And number two He makes you get distanced from the remembrance of Allah and Salah. So these two things, if they're accomplished without you drinking, without you partying, without you doing anything, shaitan has already accomplished his goal. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Wow. 
So that the drinking and the all that stuff, party thing that you're talking about. The nasha, no, no, nasha. You know what? Bigger than the nasha, uh, the, the intoxication of alcohol and wine and khamar is the nasha of dunya, and the and, and the in the in the in the intoxication of fame, popularity. That that is also can also bring animosity and turn you away from the remembrance of Allah. Sorry, go ahead. So basically, you you speak. This is just a vehicle, right? So like. You have, of course, the 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 means is also is also bad. Yeah. Like for example, salah. The means towards salah is wudu. So wudu is very very great in the eyes of Allah, very rewarding. But if a person does wudu and doesn't pray salah, it was supposed to lead you to salah. It was, and you did the wudu before the salah, and you say, you know what? I did wudu. I'm done. A lot of times we get stuck in the means and we forget what the objective of that means was. That it's rewarding. Wudu is really rewarding. Of course, it's really uh, extremely rewarding. But the point of that wudu is that it should lead you to salah. Correct. So similarly, this of course is a great sin. But what is the what does it lead you towards? And yep. Shaitan is Allah is saying in the Quran that Shaitan through these sins he's leading you towards animosity and hatred among each other. And number two, he wants you to leave the remembrance of Allah and the and, and salat. And praying and praying in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if shaitan can achieve that without these sins, he's accomplished his goals. So if he can achieve that through board members in the masjid, if he can achieve that through video games, if he can achieve that through social media, if he can achieve that through whatever mechanism we're using today, people always ask, is this haram? Is that permissible? Is that impermissible? We get too caught in the halal haram world, but don't you think so? Like oh, yeah. too caught up. Like if that like this let let them live and let live. Live and let live. But then you, have the, you got some of that nasha in your tea, tea, tea today, man. I have the good stuff, the cardamom. <laughs> so if you have, you know, if we're playing, for example, if you're playing, we, we love to play basketball. Now, you're playing basketball in the month of Ramadan in the evening at nighttime. We played yesterday. Great, you know. But if that playing basketball leads you to missing tahajjud salah, Leads you to missing time with your family. Leads you to um, uh, leads you to a missing fajr salah. That becomes a problem. That becomes a problem. So initially, Allah is Allah is talking about these different sins and what is the objective of shaitan through these sins. Yeah. So be careful. You know, gauge yourself. Don't let a mufti or sheikh or alim tell you what's halal haram about these things. Gauge yourself. If these things are taking the time away from Allah. And Dean, then you know if it's going to such a degree where you're you're missing out on the most important things of life, then it's not worth it. And that's at the end of the day, that's what Shaitan wants you to do. It's even if your car is making you develop jealousy, animosity, hatred for one another, then get rid of the car because at the end of the day, that is the objective from all these other sins. So I wanted to put that out there so we can reflect over that and think about it. It's verse ninety to ninety-one. But then, Bajan, I want you to go right into the verse that. Subhanallah, you have you always share beautiful reflections of this verse. If you can recite it for us, um, you know, uh, verse number 115, 16, and 17. If you can recite those two, three verses, I will I will I will really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, we don't have time, so I'm gonna just read them. Uh, I'm gonna read this one. One reverse, yeah. Billahi min Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. وَإِذْ قَالَ اللَّهُ يَا عِيسَى بْنَ مَرْيَمَ أَأَنْتَ قُلْتَ لِلنَّاسِ اتَّخِذُونِي وَأُمِّيَ إِلَهَيْنِ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ 
قال سبحانك ما يكون لي أن أقول ما ليس لي بحق إن كنت قلته فقد علمته تعلم ما في نفسي ولا أعلم ما في نفسك إنك أنت علام الغيوب صدق الله العظيم verse number 116 chapter number 5 uh, Mufti Saab I mean I, I don't want to focus too much on this verse because the verses following are also that need to be discussed but just imagine um, Prophet Isa two prophets back to back they're brought together and what they're going to have to face on the day of judgment and the situation where their followers um, are going to put them in a very vulnerable situation you know like you know where your your son puts you in a very bad position like you're you are friends with the principal at the school and now your son is misbehaving you know what i'm saying and the guy whose child is about to get suspended is your best friend right so your own children are are putting you in that position that you don't want to be in the followers of the prophet sallallahu and the followers of isa sallam in this ending put the prophets in a very uncomfortable situation you understand Mufti Sahib? Yeah, yeah. Comprend? Comprend? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, on the day of judgment, when Allah will say to Isa, the son of Mary, did you tell the public to make you and your mother an association, to associate partners with me, make them you worthy of worship with God? Were you someone that's, did you say that you were part of the Trinity? This concept of God, you and your mother, all this combined is the, the, the purpose of who you're supposed to worship. Now imagine that question. Imagine Isa being a being questioned by Allah. That Allah is asking Jesus, Hey Isa, did you do this on the day of judgment? Even if he didn't do it, imagine the fact that he has to answer this question. You know, sometimes like you're asked, like, do you have the custom officers ask Mufti Rahman, do you have any alcohol? or firearms, or any cash, or value over $10,000, Mufti Abdurrahman is like, no, no. We're not going to go over that story again, Maja, please. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to go over that story. But, no, but like, yeah, I get what you're saying, I get what you're saying. You know saying like, at, at least, Ahmad thinks, Ahmad said, you know, he's happy at the Spanish, but I don't even think you knew that was Spanish. Like you didn't know Caprende. You don't, you don't have no idea what you're speaking. Je parle français. Punjabi We know different languages, man. This is not a big deal for Spanish. Spanish is neighbor language. Porosi ke language, bhai. Okay. Yeah. So when they ask me, when you when they ask me the question, yeah, I mean it gets nerve wracking for sure. Nerve wracking. Imagine Isa yeah. put in that situation. It's just not fair. Put him in that situation. So Isa alayhi salam says, Qala subhanak, glory is to you, Allah. Like how? How, how can I, how is it befitting for me to say something that I'm not allowed to say? It's not right. If I did, just laying it out to you, O Allah. If I said something like this, you would know. So you know what I'm thinking, but I don't know what you are planning. You have knowledge of the unseen. And I only only ask them to worship 
ma qultu lam illa ma amartani what you have ordered me to tell them to do an'budullah worship allah he's my lord he's your lord wa kuntu alayhim shahidan ma kuntu ma dumtu fihim i was there to be to be a witness while i was alive after you taken me away from the world you lifted me up tawaffaytani means rafa'tani you elevated me to the heavens which is the second sky isa is on the second sky alayhisalam now you are responsible for them. You are you are watching over them. You know what they did. I didn't tell them what to do. I was there. I was witnessing. But you see everything all the time. This is Isa alayhi salam. Imagine the Prophet reading this ayah. The Prophet starts to cry. He's reading. This is one of my favorite verses in the Quran. This passage of Isa. Because it gets me so... It's like, it's like it gets me... Like I feel for him. Like, I know he's better than me. He's a prophet. But I feel for his situation. I'm like, man, this is bad. Like, you know, I don't want to be in that situation myself. But I feel, for, I sympathize the situation with Isa alayhi salam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to follow the, the anbiya and their teachings. Qulu ameen. Ameen. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is um, uh, reading the verses of Isa alayhi salam. And he reads a verse of Ibrahim alayhi salam where Ibrahim alayhi salam says, Rabbi innahunna adlal la kathira min al-nas. Oh Allah. The, the idols have misguided so many people. And So he also sees the situation of Ibrahim. He analyzes the situation of Jesus, Isa. And he says, Ya Rabbi, Ummati, Ummati. Right? Isa says, If you punish them, they are servants. So he says, This is Jesus' response. This is Ibrahim's response. Ibrahim's response was, Ibrahim is saying about his people that oh Allah, these idols have misguided many people. The ones who have, are following me, then they're from among me. And the ones who, don't, who disobeyed me, oh Allah, you are Ghafur Rahim. So there's an element of you know separation. The, the people that follow me are mine, and the people who disobeyed me, you can do whatever you want with them, but you are Ghafur Rahim. Isa is saying almost a similar thing. Oh Allah, if you punish them, they're your servants. You know, you have the right to do that. And if you forgive them, then you're the almighty and all wise. Because yep. you're, even your might, you only use through your wisdom. So you're Correct. mighty, you're all wise. So Nabi Salaam was analyzing both of these remarks. And then what did he say, Bajan? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Jibreel from the sky. The Prophet is thinking about his followers. And he's like, oh Allah, what's going to happen to his followers? If this is what happened to the followers of the previous prophets, right? And they respond by the prophets. Allah sent, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Jibreel salam, some, from the sky. By the way, every day at 7.30 on the Flint Islamic Center channel, I do a series called Jibreel with Muhammad. It's on the YouTube channel of Flint Islamic Center. Jibreel with Muhammad salam. I'm doing around 25 to 28 videos on 5-10 minute stories of Prophet salam, with Jibreel. This is one of the stories I didn't say yet, but you're hearing it now. So you got you know extra brownie point here. Um, the thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending Jibreel to the Prophet and the Prophet is weeping, he's crying. And the Prophet says, when Jibreel comes to the Prophet, Ya Rasulullah, ma you bikik, why are you crying? Why are you crying? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent me to ask you, Ya Jibreel, what's going to happen to my ummah? What's going to happen to my ummah after I die? What's going to happen? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Jibreel goes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Jibreel, Tell Muhammad that we will satisfy you in the matter of your ummah. You don't have to worry. 
So basically, these are the verses that made the Prophet cry. Weep, oh Allah, ummati, ummati, my followers, my followers. What's going to happen to them? And of course, we're his followers, right? We, inshallah, inshallah, we, we will be amongst those who make the Prophet proud. Say, I mean, inshallah. Brothers and sisters, if you're listening in the chat, we have to be part of that community that make the Prophet proud. We have to raise our children with that vision that make the Prophet proud. When the Prophet when we present our children and we present ourselves to him on the Day of Judgment, he is so proud to see us. May Allah make us like that. Amin. He wept, he wept. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had to comfort him and tell him, don't, don't worry, we will take care of your ummah. But John, like we have all these different, uh, you can see all these different uh, identification markers of ourselves. We have, we identify ourselves through whatever we are, whether we're doctors, engineers, we're from Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, Arabs, our family names. At the end of the day, our, our, our the most honorable mention of ours is that we're Muslims and we're from the Ummah of the Prophet That's the most honorable mention. Like everything else, who cares about it? The most yep. honorable mention is that Iqbal, he says, You to Sayyid biho, Mirza biho, Afghan biho, Tum sabi kuch ho, batao to Musalman biho. You to Sayyid biho, Mirza biho, Afghan biho, Tum sabi kuch ho, batao to Musalman biho, to Musalman biho. Like he basically just drops the mic on this poem, man. Like seriously, yeah. he says, You're everything. You're you could be, you know, your family lineage to this person or that person. You're from this country, you have everything. But tell me, are you Muslim? Are you from the Prophet's Ummah? Like, is that is are you are you could you could you actually say that I am a believer and I'm from the Ummah of the Prophet? I'm holding firm onto that. Uh subhanAllah. Um now, you know, that is when I read that, it just Put shivers in my bodies because you know when you they, were saying the poem, I had to zoom in so I can absorb it faster. So I'm gonna zoom you out, zoom you back out. Oh man, oh man, man? You killer, man! You kill me, man! Sometimes I, I'll, I'll say, I'll tell you, you laugh. You laugh for everything I say. I don't even say things funny, but you laugh. No, no, but you, you just so I'll tell everyone. You know the the I can't. I I I, I sometimes reflect over this. My older brother, he still, may Allah bless him, you're sitting right in front of me, he still found a way on the day, the same day my brother, Sheikh Abdul passed away, we're all, you know, um, in the state we were in, it was Isha time, and some guy walks in, you know, to pray Isha Salah, and he's looking for the Qibla, and my brother, he sits at like a very cheeky remark, that like the way he speaks, he passed a comment like that, and because that guy was like, you know, muqallid of one group of people, like hardcore. If those scholars say something, that's all he's going to do. Like, if it doesn't matter if everybody else says something else, it, he ha it has to come from those scholars' mouth. So he's like one of those hardcore, like, you know, great guy, but blind followers of some of these like, scholars, right? So he comes. So I'm, I'm like, looking for those blind followers, man. I can't find them. Man. I just, like, <laughs> we're, we're not going to get them. How yeah, many? Yeah, I, my, son, my son blindly follows me. I was like, finally got one. <laughs> so um, so when he walks into the basement, this is the first night, he walks in and he's asking for the Qibla and Bajan says, hey man, whichever way those guys say, you face that way, right? And it was such a, it was like, even though it was just a one statement, but I can't believe even the I, first I few days, that. Said that. Even the a few, first few days after my brother, Sheikh Abdullah passed away, he still found a way to bring, you know, a smile to our a smile to uh, to all of our to all of our faces and bring some joy and you know Allah is hopefully Allah will make you a means of making many other people smile throughout the world and inshallah on the day of judgment 
But coming back to that, you know, this is the idea where we, are we actually holding on to that? Now, let's get into Surah An'am and then we will uh, conclude with one verse. But Jen, I've never, Wallahi, I've never understood this verse like this in my life. And I think this is so profound. It's going to give so much hope to the ones who are listening today. What verse is this? I'm going to, I'm going to come to that. Give me a second. You know, got to lead, lead up to it. So Surah An'am is the first Makki Surah from the beginning of the Quran. We had Surah, you know, we had Surah Fatiha, Surah uh, Baqarah, we had Surah, Surah Baqarah, then we had Surah Ali Imran, then we had Surah Ma'idah, Surah Nisa, then Surah Ma'idah, and then now we have Surah An'am. Surah An'am was revealed, the whole Surah was revealed at once, except for six verses, 70,000 angels brought this Surah down. Beautiful Surah. This Surah speaks about the greatness of Allah. You know, this surah speaks to people who are very skeptical. Allah is telling the Prophet even if you give them every single sign, um, they will not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah talks about different signs of His. This is a great surah to understand the signs and the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So He speaks about it in the surah. In this surah, Bajan, something interesting happens. The first time I'm, I'm putting myself... In, 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 you know, I'm just putting up, trying to put ourselves in Mecca at that time. You have the Prophet for 40 years before his Nubuwa, he's never heard a no in his life. He's been the best child, the you know, the, the leader of the community, the one who told people where to put the Hajj Aswad. I mean, like Sadiq al Sadiq al Amin. When, 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 when he was told, you know, you know. He did. He, I mean, he was like, all right. I mean, everyone loves me. He called his whole family to the Mount of Mecca and he said, Look, if I told you this, would you believe me? Long story. And it's, of course, we're going to believe you. And then he spoke about, you know, saying, La ilaha illallah, and people, nobody believed him. So now it's his first time he's getting, you know, this, uh, this, uh, people, this revolt against him, people not listening to him, people not obeying him, people shunning him away. Like he couldn't believe that. And it's really hurting him. And it's affecting it's affecting his demeanor and his personality. But Jan, subhanallah, these verses are some of the, some of the most interesting verses in the Quran. Allah says, "Qad na'lamu," starting from verse number thirty-three. "Qad na'lamu," I know. I'm just going to translate paraphrasing. Allah says, "I know how much it hurts you that they don't listen to you." Then he says, before prophets before you were also denied and refused and shunned away. They were patient upon their their denial, they're being refused, they're being rejected, and all the persecutions that came their way. Just by the formation of the words. The first word is kuddibu, the second word is udhu, right? So they were patient upon them being rejected. Correct. So just by the way the words are put together, Kudzibu comes first. That tells you that the prophets were more saddened and grieved and put through more pain by the rejection of the ummah than by the stones they got in Taif. Like, wow. Wow. you see what I'm saying? Just because one comes first. Yeah. Like the pain that they would the pain that they got when someone would not accept Islam. When someone would not leave idol worshiping was much, much more painful than the stones that they got in Taif. Well, the more of emotional, internal pain. Come on, like, we know the story of Abu Talib. Like it was so even a word, even, even when it says la like when it, it grieves you, it it overwhelms you, it gives you, 
it makes you sad. It's, it's not because he's being tortured, because no. he's rejected in the matter, in the, in the message. I mean, trust me, Bajan, we, it happens with us. We have students in our madrasa and our schools, institutions, and we want them to become half of an island, and we're nobodies. And some of these kids, we work so hard on them, and we want them. We know how much their parents want them to become scholars, and we work hard on them. And they, of course, we do whatever we can. And then one, one day, they don't want to become a scholar. They become hafiz and leave. Or before they become hafiz, they leave. It really hurts, man. That's more, that's more painful, knowing that this person is going to be deprived from becoming a hafiz for the rest of his life than anything. So I'm, imagine... The, imagine the, the, inshallah, 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 wherever they go, they stay good Muslim. That's all. Of course, of course, of course. That's, that's the, that's the that's hope it. we have. Right? That's the hope we have, yeah. So then he says, فَصَبُرُوا عَلَى مَا كُذِّبُوا Allah then says, وَلَا أُبَدَّلِي كَلِمَاتِ Allah said, this is never going to change. This is the norm. Khalas, wow. This is what's going to happen. That there are going to be people, there are going to be people who reject you. So you know how sometimes we become ultra-sensitive, like... Hey man, everyone should love me. Like, why is this person mean to me? Like, who are you that no one can be mean to you? Even the people were mean to the prophets. Wow. You know, one time I called one of my teachers. I said, man, there's one guy in the masjid. This is for scholars too. Like, oh, this board member is so, you know, mean to us. Like, what are you talking about? So one time I called one of my teachers. I said, there's one guy in this masjid, man. He's really, he's like, he's like, he's one of the pests. You know, he's always testing my patience and this and that. So he said, how many musallis do you have in your masjid? Like, oh, I told him the numbers, this, that. He said, among all those people, how does everyone treat you? I said, everyone treats me so respectfully, so nicely, except for this guy. My teacher said, who do you think you are? Seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, if one guy treats you, mistreats you, it's a big deal. This, Yo, this is going to happen. Yes, by the way, after the conversation, tell me who this guy is. I'll handle them. I'm just joking. So this is like sometimes we get we feel so everyone and then so we start avoiding people, you know. When that's how life is. This is what's gonna happen to the prophets, it's gonna happen to us. Mm-hmm. No one better than the prophets came to this world, and it happened to them. And actually, they had people who rejected them more than listened to them. They had people that booed them more than they cheered them. Habibi, wow. think about that. They were always playing game seven in away stadiums. Always. Wow. The people were always booing Just think them. about what you just said. Playing game seven on the other turf. And the away stadiums. There was no... Allah is saying the Quran. I'm not saying this from my pocket. But of course, that's why the Prophet he loves Medina so much because it was the first time he came to his home court and people were cheering him. And that's why he has so much love for Medina. When, when they start singing Tala al Badru alina. But we'll come back to that some other day. Then Allah then says, I know this is difficult. This is so difficult that they're they're ignoring you, they're neglecting you, they're rejecting you. Allah is saying, Listen, if you want to open the treasures of this world and give it to them, or make a ladder to come to me in the skies, whatever sign you want to give to them, Allah is saying. If I want, I could make them all get hidayah. Wow. So don't. He's saying to the Prophet, don't be among the ignorance. Don't worry about it. this. Is not this is this, this is the system of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And I conclude today's session by this verse. It's so profound. Allah is so profound. He says, Verily, Allah listens to the one who hears. That doesn't even make sense. Think about it. Verily, Allah answers the one who listens. You wow. know, in Baqarah, Allah says, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانٌ Allah is saying, when my servant calls out to me and he speaks to me, 
I listen to him. فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُ I listen to him when he calls out upon me. But over here Allah is saying, Allah answers the one who listens. Wow, what does that mean? That's crazy. Allah answers the one who listens. The one who takes out time and listens to the words of Allah, Allah answers them. Wow. The fact that just Allah... Listen carefully. Just listen. Wow. SubhanAllah. Being, you know, just having the tawfiq to listen is, is a sign of acceptance. Is a sign that Allah will accept what you want, what you need. SubhanAllah. All of you who've come here, like for me and you, but we're speaking. That's great. But the ones who listen, this is, their, this is the hope for them. Allah will answer the ones who listen. Wow. So we have to we have to we have to make the opportunities of listening more throughout our lives so that Allah will answer our call, our prayer. And that's why it is so beautiful. We don't have to say anything, but we have to be so thirsty to listen to good things. So thirsty. Well, Allah says, Good things are gonna happen. Good things are gonna happen to who? Those who listen carefully. Just and then they apply what they listen to. May Allah, you know, may Allah make us good listeners, honestly. Because I mean, both of us are always speaking. We need to also listen sometimes. Yeah, honestly, it, it, it is it is the the best listeners become the best speakers, the best readers become the best writers. You know, it starts with listening. The sahaba wow. listened. Wow. The sahaba listened for so long. Today we don't have the, the quality of listening. So yes, listening to anything good that brings us close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah is saying, I will answer your call. You didn't, even, you didn't even say anything. The fact that you just sat there and listened, Sahaba are an are embodiment. Tell me how many words of Sahaba you can put together in the life of the Prophet They're an embodiment of listening. Always sitting, listening. And sometimes nothing was even said, but they would just stay quiet. Yeah, just sometimes they would just look at the Prophet. That's it. Khalas was enough for them. So may Allah make us among those who can benefit from these verses, and then you know we're coming here online. This is this is the this is the source that we have, the means that we have, and may Allah make us among those who Allah will will listen to, will will answer our call by us listening to His words and the wisdom of the Prophet Honestly, I enjoy listening to you. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give me the ability to listen, act upon what I listen to, and make us amongst those who please Allah Subhanahu wa Taala every moment of our life. Love the Quran, fall, have this attachment to the bird book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, study the Quran, want to know more about the Quran. This is just few minutes of reflection of the juz. And Mufti Saab had to like slow down and you know take it easy and not really go deeper. And like and in I I'm kind of like I'm kind of like you know sad that you you, you can't talk more about the, what we were talking about. This whole passage, there's so much more to talk about. But inshallah, as the years continue. And people continue to listen to the good words of the scholars and teachers and re read the right material, inshallah, they will enhance their knowledge and their passion for the Qur'an, inshallah. This is the month of Ramadan. Hopefully you brothers and sisters are all reading more and studying more and gaining nearness to Allah. So make dua that we are also gaining that nearness. I want to thank everyone for joining in and being part of our moments with the Qur'an. I also wanted to just humbly request the, the brothers and sisters who are joining uh, our Miftah live programs to also become Miftah Sustainer. It's not very difficult. If you go to MiftahSustainers.org and there's an option of being giving $10 a month, $20 a month, $100 a month. If you if you make, say, something around $10,000 a month, you should easily be giving us $300 a month. If you make 
you know, if you if you make uh, $5,000 a month, you should easily give us $100, $150 a month. You know, like, it's not much. And if you make, say, $2,000 a month, give $10 a month. You know, like, just whatever you can give. If you make $30,000 a month, you should be able to give us $1,000 a month. You know, so it's not hard. All that work that the donations that you give will go into supporting the curriculum of Miftah, the, the students who can afford tuition, go to scholarship for them, and inshallah would advance the, 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 the reach of its knowledge and of Islam throughout the world. Um, so, you know, it's, it's an opportunity. You know, like in some countries, people don't have these opportunities. And whatever little you can give consistently, especially in the month of Ramadan, do it for one, two years, and then maybe help another organization. Like this, organizations are established and the khair continues. Again, Mufti Abdul Rahman, I'm sorry I had to say that. I, I, I know you don't like when I make that pitch, but it is what it is, man. I got to let people know they got to be part of the part of the khair, inshallah. inshallah. Thank you so much. I, inshallah, you have a great taraweeh and stay safe. And I pray that everyone else is safe. Jazakumullah khair. See you tomorrow, man. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.